0: but for the gospel, amen, that change in power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Who would have ever thought we'd be here? <laughs> amen. But he's a good God, amen. Well, we want to get right into our lesson. Now, last three months we was talking about practical religion. So I know everybody now has got religion down in your souls. <laughs> you got religion in your heart. You got religion running out of your eyes, you know. You're sleeping and breathing religion, right? Amen. You become doers, (laughs) coughing religion, right? (laughs) Amen. So God is good to us. Amen. Well, this, the next few weeks, months, ever how long God takes us to get through this first portion here, we're going to be talking about the epistles of John. Amen. We're going to be Uh, visiting the epistles of john we will be walking through the bible and and our theme this year we're talking about equipping the apostolic saints and that's where we're heading we're going to equip now it's time to get ready for the battle it's time to move on to perfection amen and so this is what we want to look at so we want to look at this first epistle of john a little bit here and and your bibles amen And when you begin to look at John, we know that John uh, is the writer of the Gospel of John. He's the writer of the epistles, and he's the writer of the book of Revelation. So you can see when you follow John's themes and John's lines and his writing, you you realize that John writes later uh, after the church has already been established that some I think it's down round maybe anywhere from 85 to 100 years after the church is already established, you know, that, that it is, these letters are written back to the church. So then you can understand why John doesn't see a need to go through all the lineage. There are certain things that you find that John doesn't seem to bring out like some of the other Gospels does. John seems to, in his writings, to prove to you that Jesus is God because he realized that everything will flow in your life as a Christian out of those understanding. So you find in John's writings words like light. You find him talking about Jesus as being God. You find him talking about fellowship. You find him talking about knowing. You find him talking about the things of beloved. He calls you little children. You find this constantly flipping through the pages of John. And this is what you, you find. You find that John doesn't seem to be, sometimes he, uh, in the epistles, he, he doesn't address anyone in particular other than, <coughs> excuse me, second John, first, uh, first, first, second John. The epistle, he he addresses Gaius, you know, uh, in his writing. And so we, we will talk about that later on in our studies and who that refers to. But John seems to be calling us to stay in the course, stay fellowship with one another, serve God, love God, and know who you are. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so this seems to be his driving force here uh, with us. And as I said, this affectionate titles that he gives us, Little Children, you know, Beloved, as, as he's writing uh, uh, to us here. And so when we look through the history and when we follow these things, you know, he's he's kind of like James. He's, he's trying to give us a wake up. He's trying to say, look, this is who you are and this is who you're supposed to be. You are in Christ. You are Jesus's children. You have to follow Jesus' examples, his instructions. You've got to get wisdom. You've got to get knowledge. You've got to get understanding. You've got to get counsel. You've got to walk in might. You've got to walk worthy of this calling that you've been called. And so he's He's doing this, and this is what they're doing now because the church has been established. See, it's not now a a brand new thing that's coming out. He is, like I said, is, is in work from 85 to 100 years. So the church is supposed to be knowing what they should be doing. And so that's why there, he's right in this. And just like if you would go to John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. Notice how he comes out with that. When you go to the epistle of John, he comes right back the same way. That which was from the beginning, which we have seen, our hands are handled and looked upon, of the word of light. You find these kind of things written about John and his writings to us. Amen. And so he, he's known as the beloved disciples. If you go back to the Gospels and you begin to follow John, you see that John is always close to Jesus. He's always right there. He's leaning on the bosom of Jesus. He's always seemed to be the one that is just as close as the mention of his name. And that's why I think he he wants us to, to get that same example to where we're just so close to Jesus that we can hear his heartbeat. Because he wants you to realize that little children. In other words, John, to me, he's trying to say, look, little children. You got a heavenly father that you can always crawl up on his knee. You got a heavenly father that you can always come to no matter what you're going through, you know, what you're facing in life. He loves you. Don't ever forget that, that he loves you more than anything that you can ever fathom or believe. And he tells us in the end of his gospel, uh, the 20th chapter in verse 31, he says, these things are written that you might believe That Jesus is the Christ and that believing you might have eternal life because that's the overall goal of this walk is eternal life to ever reign with him forever and ever and ever. And so he's trying to inspire us. And that's why John's writings are so loving, if you want to put it that way. And and when you study his writings and the things that transpire, you see that he truly, truly wants us to grow. He wants us to, to be what Jesus wants us to be. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 24 through 26, Paul write into the church, talking about little children. He says, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a what? Schoolmaster or tutor. But for you are all the children of God by faith, and Jesus Christ. See, he wants us to, to realize who we belong to. And how do we get there? By faith. We believed. And that's what he's trying to do is inspire us to build our faith. And so you will find that the book of John kind of flows along with the book of Hebrews in the book of James as well. Paul, again, right into the church uh, and Romans 8, 16 and 17. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, that we suffer with him that we may be glorified together. See, so we, we have God as our father and we have The church is our mother. So this is why we obey both instructions, what the church teaches and what Jesus teaches from his Word. That's why Solomon says, don't forsake the law of your father and your mother. See? God's word and the church. You got a father and a mother. That's why when you come into church, see, you get more brothers and sisters, <laughs> all this stuff, you know. Amen. So he, he's trying to help us to to be able to have this understanding. And these terms of endearment, uh, you know, to, that the love, that, that you're worthy to be loved. Think about, even though everybody else might reject you, ain't it great to know that your Heavenly Father loves you? Amen. You, so we should never say, nobody loves me. Let's look to Calvary. Greater love has no man than this, Jesus says in John 15. Then a man would lay down his life for a friend. Verse John 3, John goes on, he says, Behold, what matter of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall, he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Don't be like Jesus, right? Be just like him. Amen. All the attributes, all the character traits, you know, all these things that is in God. Should be in you, because he's in you. <laughs> Think about it. See. when I when Isaiah says in in, I, in Isaiah 11 that there should come forth the stem out of the root of Jesse, and he should have the spirit of what? Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, the fear of the Lord, and righteousness. So those same spirits should be in you and me. And then we get the fruit of the Spirit. We get love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, and meekness. Say, because in the creation on the third day, the fruit was in the seed, and the seed was in the fruit. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> So wherever the fruit is, it's supposed the seed is supposed to be there, and wherever the seed is, the fruit is going to be there. Okay. So, so John is, is, is trying to kick us off here to, to show us how much we are truly love. And he goes on and he says, the, the reason he writes these things in first John chapter one, verse four. I'm just laying a little foundation here before our study. Uh he goes, he says, and these things are written unto you. That your joy might be full. So John is saying, I'm writing this because I want to add to your joy. How's your joy? Got fullness of joy. And then David says back in Psalm 16, in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures for Evermore, I think it's verse 10 or 11 somewhere in there, 16, 10, 11, but, but think about it. So he wants to add to our joy. He wants to keep you motivated. He wants to keep you encouraged by the writings of this letter that you can always reach back and look at it and be inspired. Paul writing, standing before Agrippa, he says, I think myself happy you know you know we have to think ourselves happy sometimes. we can't allow our joy to, to go away we we can renew our joy constantly see if if you look at isaiah 12:3 isaiah says with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation you know The well, what did the woman tell Jesus in John 4? She said, the well is deep and you ain't got anything to draw with. Where are you going to get this water from? Uh, So, but with joy, I can draw it out. I can get things out of there with my joy. With joy, I can draw waters out of the wells of salvation. I can get things out of Jesus when I'm excited. I can get things out of him when I'm edified and build up see we nehemiah eight and ten Nehemiah says eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions to them that have not why what did he say to do it for because the joy of the is your is your strength amen amen think about it the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're weak. If you faint in the day of adversity, Proverbs twenty four ten. what's wrong? <laughs> you say, what is it? If you faint in the day of adversity, what's wrong? Your strength is small, right? Your strength is small. But if the joy of the Lord is my strength, John says, I'm going to add to your joy. See, I want to strengthen you. I want you to be as strong as you can. I want you to be Superman. Kryptonite can't even stop you. (laughs) It's what John is trying to get us to see, see, in Christ. Because all power in heaven and earth, Jesus said, is given unto me. So when all this is in us, all the fruit is in us, then we should just be flowing over with joy, with love, with peace. See? And that's why these things are written for our learning. And so John says, I'm writing these things to you that your joy may be full. Now, remember what Jesus said he wrote back in the gospel in John 15 11? You remember what he wrote after Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. You remember that story in the Bible? (laughs) Well, in the 11th verse, notice what Jesus says. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be full. Wow. He says, you're the vines. I'm the vine. You're the branch. So as long as I'm in him and he's in me. I can ask whatever I want. It'll be done unto me, he says. So nothing, I I can have everything that I have need of because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So Jesus says, I'm speaking these things to you so that my joy will be in you and that your joy will just be bubbling over. You remember that song? It's a bubbling, it's a bubbling, it's a bubbling in my soul. I feel it, God's spirit. Since Jesus made me whole. You ever get that feeling like you just want to run sometime? What What's stopping you? Hmm? Age. Well, do the Freddy. You know, do the Freddy. You remember that? You remember that song? You remember that old worldly song in the 60s? No, 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 not Freddy's dead. <laughs> what was the name of that group? I'm telling you now, I'll say what you want. Hermers What? <laughs> and that was what they called it, doing the Freddy, right? You know? <laughs> if you can't move, just do that. <laughs> just do that. Do something, you know? <laughs> Praise the Lord, you know? I'll be like some of those old guys that come to church. <laughs> you know? <Really? laughs> Go for it. Amen. And don't don't stop. Amen. He wants your joy to be full. See, if if you do you think the enemy of your soul gonna tell you to run? Do you think he's gonna tell you, he's probably telling you because you're thinking about doing it, he says you're gonna look foolish if you do that. And that's what we do. We just sit there. Man, I should have testified. Man, I knew I should have testified. You just let the enemy tell you not to. Huh? Hello? I want you joyful. I want your plate. I want your cup to be overflowing with joy here. Amen, Jesus is saying. Amen. He wants to add to us. Praise God. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. We got to become complete in Christ Jesus. John says, if I can just keep you in his presence, you're going to have fullness of joy. If I can just get you to stay in the word, to to pray and to, you know, see him for what he is and what, who he is. He says, man, your joy is going to be overflowing constantly. Amen. That's what it's all about. Amen. How many times you hear people say, "You can't steal my joy, devil." Well, why do they let him steal it for? He can't steal it. Only you know. the Only way the devil gets stuff from you? You give it to him. That's the only way. He has no power, you know, over you. So don't keep giving him stuff. Don't keep letting him steal your stuff away from you. Jesus already told you that all he came for was to steal, to kill, and to destroy. See? So John says, I want your joy to be full. Man. That's why I love the epistle of John. I mean, it, it does. It inspires you. And of course the whole Bible does. You know, but it's just something about the word of God once it gets in. John writes it because he, John uses, he'll, he'll, Put something out there and, and, and then he'll back it up with Jesus being God. Boom. Just so you know. Amen. The second reason John says he wrote this letter is 1st John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Excuse me. 1st John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. He says, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation or our atonement for our sins, and not for ours only, but for all the sins of the whole world. Amen. So notice here, he says, I'm right because I don't want you to sin. Do you know once you're born again, you have the purpose to sin? Because the Spirit always checks you. See? And Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. See? So we have to realize, so John says, I want you to get so close to Jesus that you don't keep sinning. You you stop doing the wrong things and learn how to do the right thing because God is righteous. say. See? And the white linen of the children of God is righteousness. Notice what Paul says in Romans six. Go to Romans six real quick. Let's let's look at this chapter. You know, ever so often you need to go back and, and dust off the, the lead, okay? So Romans chapter six. You there? So what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound? God forbid. No. No. Notice. He says, No. So, how, how shall you that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Remember, we died to sin. We repented. We said, We're finished with that old man. We got rid of him. So, we're dead to sin. Know you not that? So many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ, we were baptized where? Into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. See, this, this is what John is coming after us uh, again with here is look, you know, you're, you're little children of God. And you'll read later on and we'll, we'll discover later on. He says, you shouldn't sin because Christ is in you. And those that are born again and those that are his don't sin is what John tried to get us to see. And we'll talk about more about this later. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God, we should be walking in newness of life. Say, that's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should be also in the likeness of what? His resurrection. He rose again, knowing this. That our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free. Dead people don't do anything. See? So if we're dead in him, we're free from sin. Are you dead men walking? Hmm. Amen. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe what? We're going to live with Him. We're always going to be alive with Him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death hath no more dominion over Him. And that He died, He died to sin once, but in that He liveth, He liveth to God. So our whole life now, it should be about God. See? Think about it. You and Jesus, your heavenly father. Amen. You can get on his knee anytime you want to. Amen. We live to God now. Everything is about him, serving him. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon yourselves to be also dead to sin, but alive in the God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that you shall obey it, and in the lust thereof. You remember what John said about the lust, right? All that is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life is not of the fathers of the world. Say, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness and to sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members of instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you're under grace. Sin should not control your life. And your people say, Oh, I just can't stop sinning. Well, it's controlling you. Greater is he that is in us. See, so if I say Christ is in me, I can control me. You know why? Because temperance came with the Holy Ghost. I can control my actions. I have the ability to control everything that I do. I have the ability to control what I say. I have the ability to control what I where I go. I have the ability to control my whole life. Because of the spirit of temperance that God has placed in me. As Nancy Reagan said, all I got to say is no. I have the power. Behold, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing shall hurt you or harm you. Think about it, who you are. We are God's little children. <laughs> Amen. He's given us exceeding precious promise. I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. As Peter, Paul told Timothy, just stir up the gift that's in you. Blessed are you when men persecute you and vow you and say all matters. people are false against you. Rejoice. What is he wants you to Rejoice. So your joy stay full. <laughs> if you let somebody take the wind out of your cell, guess what? They're going to steal your joy. But if you get in the habit of rejoicing when you're going through things in your life, your joy is stay full. Hello? Where was I at? Uh, <laughs> Amen. So, so John is trying. Where, where was I at? Did I lose? What, what scripture was I on? All right, verse 14, Romans, all right, verse 15, 615. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? No, no, God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself, servant to obey, his servant you are to whom you obey, whether to sin and to death or obedience to rise? So it's who you yield to. If you yield to sin, guess what? You're gonna die. You yield to righteousness, you're gonna live. The choice is ours. That's why Moses said, That's why Moses said, if you've got a hard choice, choose it. He said, Let me help you out. (laughs) Choose God. (laughs) Obey His commandments. You know? That's why Joshua says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose. But as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. See? The choice is ours, and he's given us that power to make the right choices. He's given us the things to help us. That's why his spirit brought counsel. That's why his spirit brought might. That's why his spirit brought wisdom and knowledge and understanding so that we can make right choices and right decisions. We already know that sin can't enter there. So when am I going to make up my mind? (laughs) I don't know when he's coming. Say, so I have to learn to walk in righteousness and be right and do right. Because that's what he desires of us. Amen. Verse 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. What's that form of doctrine? Then Peter said unto them. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children. And all therefore, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What many other words did he testify to us? save yourselves. See? We obeyed that form of doctrine. That's why the gospel cleansed our slate. Gets those sins away and gives us that power and ability to do right. God we think, you know, we were the servants of sin, no more. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peace for sure, buried deep stained with sin, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair and cry From the waters lifted me, safe am I? Love lifted me. He picked me out of that mess. That's why Paul says, we're not dogs. We don't go back to, to vomit. We stay clear now. Amen. We're his. Verse 18. Amen. But God bethink that you were to serve. Being then made free from sin, we became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmities of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members service to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even now yield your members service to righteousness unto holiness. Let your eyes, let your hands, let your feet, let your thoughts, let your ears, your nose. <laughs> let it all be done for righteousness sake now. Don't pull the slot machine hand <laughs> you know. Don't play five-card stud and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, use your, use your members for righteousness and holiness to help you separate yourself from this world. See, use your feet to walk away. Use your hands to turn it off, you know. Use your members, for when you were servants of sin, in other words, when I worked for Satan, I was free from righteousness. What fruit then in those things wherever you are now ashamed? for well, the end of those things is death. Remember, we found out through the word of God what we were doing was going to kill us. Uh, but now, being free from sin and becoming servants of God... You have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Wow. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, think about it. The end. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. But that's the whole duty of man, Ecclesiastes 12:9. Amen. We 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 got. So John says, "I'm I'm trying to write this letter to you because I want to guard you against sin. See, I want to put, I want to show you what it, sin really is, and that's what we'll be studying. To take a look at it so that he can you can guard yourself. That's why Paul writing to the church. He says, "Watch you." You know, he says, watch you. Take, keep, keep a look on you. You have to keep a look on you. Cause the thief is out there. He's still going to try to trip you up. He's still going to try to pull you back. See, so you got to be alert to these things. And so John says, I'm going to write you this letter because I want to guard you against sin. I want you to see that you don't want to go down that path because there's some dead things down there. So he's trying to protect us, uh, with these things. Amen. And then he goes on here and he tells us, but if we do sin, we have an advocate, the father. We can, we can come to dad. See if we sin willfully. Uh, now there's no more sacrifice. In other words, you just go do it because you want to do it. No, he says, no, you don't do that. But there's going to be some accidents. There's going to be some times that you might, you know, trip up, make a mistake here, or make a mistake there. But that's why you got an advocate. That's why you come to dad and says, OK, please forgive me. I'm sorry. You know, tell dad. You don't have to tell me. That's what repentance is all about is going talking to dad and says, hey, dad, I really blew it today. I told a lie. I need you to forgive me. He'll forgive you. if We confess. That's what John, we'll look, look at this. Level. What did John say? If we confess our faults, sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We, we might get a spanking. <laughs> we might feel bad about it because he's going to spank you. You know What a good loving father as he is. He's probably going to caress you and whisper some good stuff in your ear and say, okay, now that you know that, don't do it again. Yeah, because sometimes you remember your parents used to say, "This is going to hurt me more. It's going to hurt you." (laughs) See, so he's trying to help us. He's trying to guard us against these things. Amen. Hallelujah. And First John three five through nine. And oh my goodness. And we know that he was manifested, Jesus was manifested, John says in first John three, five through nine, that, that take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither knoweth him. Little children, let us not deceive man, no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned it from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. Wow. Think about it. See, So his seed is in you. We are born again of the water in the spirit. All right. Don't get quiet on me. <laughs> you should be jealous and you're, ah, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your joy's been full, right? <laughs> Amen. So praise God. The third reason John says he's writing to us is to warn us against false teachers. Hmm. And first John two. 26 to 27, John says, These things I write unto you concerning them that seduce you, but the anointing which you have received of him abide in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teach you of all things, and is true, and is no lie, and even that it has taught you, you should abide in him. Notice, he says, I'm writing I want you to be aware of those that's going to try to seduce you. you, you false teachers. You know, in the last days, Paul told Timothy, he says, Perilous times shall come. See, there's going to be false teachers, there's going to be false prophets. You know, there are going to be these that are coming to try uh to seduce you and to draw you away. Amen. Notice what he goes on and says in uh, back in the 18th verse, uh, drop back up a little bit on the 18th verse through the 25. It says, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that the Antichrist should come, even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. You ever read any, any Antichrises lately? <laughs> and you don't have to go too far they say now there's a whole bunch of people calling themselves nuns not N-U-N N-O, N-O-N-E S, nuns <laughs> they don't believe anything they don't believe Christ exists they don't believe in God they don't believe in the word of God they don't believe going to church they don't believe there's a heaven or hell they don't believe nothing Amen. Amen. <laughs> so 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 he says there's antichrist is already here. And so we have to be aware of that. Notice he says if they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would no doubt have continued with us. He said they was there but uh something got in them and that maybe it was that spirit of the nicolaitans that we talked about in the book of revelation of that spirit of jezebel that got into them and stuff that you know the something got into them to seduce them to draw them away they was there but then all of a sudden they went away they chose to be led astray in falseness and false teachings and false doctrines and so he he wants to warn us of these things here john is doing uh, to, to try to protect us against these things and he goes on and says, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. See, that's the problem. We know the truth. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. <laughs> you shall love him with all your heart. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. See, so John is saying to this church, and he said, look, you know that Jesus is true. So why are you following something different? And we'll we'll see later on, he says, if any man come and don't bring this gospel, this doctrine, he says, don't you bid them Godspeed. He says, don't even have no partaking with them. See, so you have to be able, you, you've got the Holy Ghost to warn you against these things. Is what he's saying. You, you, you've got that unction. See, the Holy Ghost will stir you up. That's why you gotta study to show yourself approved unto God. Workmen that need and not be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. That's why I, you hear me always say, you gotta read your Bible, you gotta stay in the word of God, you gotta study. Because there is gonna be false. We're, we're in the last days. And anything can be shaken, I'm gonna be shaken. Amen. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but, but you know it, and there's no lie of the truth is of the truth who is a liar but he that deny that Jesus is the Christ he is the anti he is antichrist and that the the father and the son whosoever denied the son the same have not the father. there you your one scripture <laughs> but he that acknowledged the son hath the father also. let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the son and in the father. And this is the promise that he have promised us. There's that word again, eternal life. So see, he, he's trying to keep us in that closeness with Jesus so that we have eternal life. Jesus says in Matthew 24 verse four through five, take heed. That no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name. Saying I am Christ. And shall deceive many. Verse 11 through 13. And many false prophets shall rise. And shall deceive many. And because of nicarines shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall do it to the end. The same shall be saved. So Jesus had already warned us. That there is going to be. False teachers and false prophets coming to try to seduce us and to pull us away. Paul writing to Timothy in the fourth chapter, verse one through five, he says, Now the spirit speak expressly that in the latter time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanded to abstain from meats which God have created to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And then he goes on in 2 Timothy 2, verse 14 through 18. He says, of these things, put them in remembrance. Charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words of no profit, but to the subverting of the hearer. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babbling, for they will increase into more in godliness, and their words will eat as doth a kinker, of whom Hemeneus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred. Saying that the resurrection is past already and throw the overthrow the faith of some. And Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. He says, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preaching another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you received another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might as well bear it. You know, the, the grass is not always green on the other side. <laughs> see, So we have many warnings of false teachers and false prophets that are coming. But notice what John is trying to get us to see here. And Paul and the apostles are trying to get us. You know the truth. Say, that's that's the thing you have to know the truth you know there's only one god you know that jesus is that god so don't be led astray by people that bring you anything other than the gospel of jesus christ okay is is warning and we're going to be looking into this we're going to be talking about this john is we're going to get a little deeper into all of this this few months ahead however long god take us to get through these epistles uh here amen praise god all right so father we thank you again this morning thank you for your word guide us lead us direct us be with us oh god continue to touch each and every one of us this day in jesus name amen god bless you let's take a